Welcome everybody, this is Albert Campo with the Cantina MX podcast. In between, I guess, the old cup legs, kind of talk about some latest uh, news with Joel from Los Angeles, actually Irvine. How's it going, Joel? It's going good, chickies. Lots of saucy, saucy news today that's been spilling over from the previous days. Uh mainly with uh, the Chiva talk. Oh, yeah, a lot of Chivas, uh, a lot of Chivas drama uh, news that we're going to cover. I guess uh, first on the, uh, on the agenda, let me bring this thing up, uh, a little bit of uh, Policiaco talk. Oh, um, man, you got the sirenas, you got the sirenas, chiquis. <laughs> no, no, that's John. John has John has the quick trigger finger on that. That's tough. Oh, <laughs> so I, I, I would be I would be a minute delay on on getting that pulling that up. But uh, yeah, Joao Malek uh, had some issues. I was reading it. Um, apparently, okay. So he ran into a couple that was just married. Oh, he crashed uh, into the car. Yeah, they were going like uh, they were going gonna... like normally. They were going slow. Yeah, and he was going like seventy. Uh, I heard seventy 100. kilometers per hour. Well, oh. kilometers. Yeah, seventy. They're going thirty-five kilometers per hour. He was going seventy. He was tested for. Uh, I only know in miles, Pickies. He didn't oh, teach yeah. me that in school, man. It's it's a hundred. It's probably a hundred miles per hour. It is. Yeah, um, or near there. Yeah, he was he was drunk. Yeah, he was drunk, and uh, he and he's going to like so. I originally saw that it was six months. He's going to be jailed. But reading into it more, it's six months he's going to be jailed because they don't want him to to flee the area while so, he gets tried for, for homicide. Oh, man. So it's, so it's not just going to be six months and he's gone because a lot of people are going, wow, in Mexico, the corruption is only six months and you know he's going to be free. That's his punishment. No, it's six months, so he won't leave the country. Um, his defense lawyer is saying, well, he doesn't even have his, his passport expired, so he can't leave the country. Um, so we don't know if that six months is going to actually stay there, but he's he's going to be tried, I guess, and it probably will be more. And then that'll augment the uh, the lineup for the Encarcelados uh, FC, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, there are quite a few former football players that are in jail, um, Gato Ortiz, who was jailed for extortion. He's a former Rayados de Monterrey keeper. And uh, yeah, he was involved in some kidnapping. And then they have, um, I think, Cabrito, Cabrito Arellano, who <laughs> I think is rape. Um, yeah, he was, and then he fleed. He he avoided the coppers for a couple months. Uh, and there's one more guy. I can't remember. But yeah, he's, he's, they're building quite the team up there. Got some ringers. Um, yeah, yeah. We touched on the subject briefly with, with Jan and he, he pretty much says that Malek's career is over. It'll be, 
pretty difficult to bounce back from that. Uh, or if he, any team is going to even want to touch him, you know. Um, so, ouch. Uh, I guess we will be having more info once they, when they do the trial. Do you know, do you have any idea when that would be? Uh, I don't think it mentions that in this article from, actually Tom Marshall wrote it. Uh, yeah, there's no, I don't think there's any dates. It's not said yet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's some uh, bad news for, for this guy. Um, I was going to mention some other stuff around it, but no, it's not not needed not, from our... Not, <laughs> one, one youth that did have some good luck is uh, Carlos Fierro. He was recently signed by San Jose Earthquakes. I mean, this is a guy that pretty much every season, people say his career is over. It's because he's been playing since he was 17. He was uh, an upstart. He was... Uh, you know, there was a lot of high hopes, and he's, he hasn't been able to fulfill them. But he's still very young. He's about 24 years old. Yeah, he's he's plugging along. I don't – I mean, he's not blowing up. That's the only thing. He's still playing – he's still getting minutes at uh, on his teams. He, he's been playing okay. Um, he's just not, like, scoring tons of goals and making a huge impact. But uh, I think he's a solid player, so it's a. Uh, I think it's a pretty good uh, sign up, sign up for San Jose. Yeah, he's been he's doing. Gonna... They've been doing surprisingly well. Yes, he's gonna be. Yeah, he will be reunited with Almeida and and Benjamin Galindo. So I mean, that's what you need a lot of times. You just need the coaching to to trust you or have faith in you. As um. He was being bounced around from team to team, and it was sort of like coach didn't really ask for him. Someone just threw him in there. Yeah, he's he's had uh, twenty two appearances in uh, with Morelia. Hasn't had any goals, but he's been consistent in playing time. It seems like um, I actually think. Uh, like a lot of hype has been around uh, Uriel Antuna recently. Um, I really don't think there's much of a quality difference between Carlos and him. Antuna's just got a highlight uh, in the Gold Cup with a bunch of tap-in goals and some, you know, some okay goals against uh, some weaker defenses. But <laughs> that's wow. a, that might be a controversial thing to say. Because Antuna is, you know, he's 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 been he's he's been called up. He's playing in the the galaxy, right? So yeah, but it's so, but it's good that you bring him up because then that would be two players, and these are two players that would most likely not even be on the radar if they weren't getting playing time, and and while they might not be like like top. Top talent, like like world class, you you still want as many good players out there as possible. Yeah. 
And yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's sort of interesting to see how um, Duna even got the got the well, call up. Just I, injuries and and players that that didn't want to show up. But I mean, he's he's playing, which is at the end of the day, what's more, you know, the most important thing. Yeah, I guess his connections to uh, in 2017 Manchester City, and then he was on loan to uh, Groningen, and then he's actually on loan to LA Galaxy, per what I'm reading. So he's yes. still owned by Manchester City. Yeah, that European connection might have uh, opened Tata's eyes to this guy, and of course, I think he's been doing pretty no, good no, with, but, the, but, with the Galaxy. That Tata, you know, he he was in MLS last year, so he. You know, he's not going to look down on the league. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, maybe later on we could be seeing Fierro, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't discount it. I mean, you've had, like, players like Jurgen Dam and other players that are pretty trash <laughs> find their way. Uh, and it's – and we've done the numbers. It's not that difficult. Uh, in the four-year cycle, about 80 players are going to get called – there's only about 150 uh, players in first division, and not all of them are getting playing time. So if you're a con- if you're a starter, you get consistent playing time, and, and you're uh, at a decent level. There's high chances you're gonna get you're gonna get a call up. I mean, even Kubo got a call up when he was doing good at at uh, Houston. So uh, I say uh, I wouldn't discount Fierro. <clears throat> yeah, he just have to. He just has to perform. He's gonna get the the playing time, and he'll just have to score goals. I don't know uh, if Jaime was here. He might answer. I don't know what type of competition he's gonna have, um, and as far as position wise, with the players that are already in San Jose. But um, they're announcing his uh, his signing as so. It seems like it's it's something big. So he's gonna get he's gonna get the playing time to prove himself. <clears throat> Well, Mati did say that he liked that um, Fierro could play in different positions. So we might see him move him around, slot him in wherever he feels he's needed. Which I hope it doesn't hurt him. I, I would, I prefer when they find a spot where you excel at and they leave you there. Yeah. Yeah, because he can be like a four, uh, up top type of forward. And I can even see him play sort of like a like a Pizarro a little bit. Back bringing up the uh, distributing to the offense and everything like that. So, so yeah, Fierro going to MLS. Uh, before we get to the big uh, Chivas one, I think we were discussing what... Uh, Another future MLS transfer might be in uh, oh, yes. in, in the, <laughs> the great the great uh, Chicharito. Who, uh, if you haven't seen, I, I was just watching his. Uh, he's got a couple of episodes on this blog that he's making with his friends and his. Uh, is it his girlfriend? It's his girlfriend, right? They're not married. Yeah, they are married. They can marry. Oh, they are married. Yeah. Okay, so his wife. Um, they're making the blog. They've made uh, a couple episodes in the blog post. V-log? Huh? Are those like vlogs? Yeah, vlogs. They're on you. So they're on YouTube. It's called Naked Humans. 
So if you go to YouTube and uh, look that up, how you long can subscribe. are these? How long are these videos? They're sort of long. So that was like I was like I saw the uh, I saw some Man. sort of some criticism online for them. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen like Chicharito and that bald headed dude, his friend. They've no. been on some uh, Instagram lives. Uh, they've been on those quite a bit, like philosophizing and talking all kinds of stuff. I, I saw <laughs> the one picture he posted. He's rocking the dad bod. And oh yeah, just, it, yeah. He just had a kid, so it's acceptable. But now there's talk that he won't, he won't be staying in England. So it's uh, looking could be his next well, stop could be in the U.S. Well, on that sort of a uh, well, on his on his uh, well, the part that I saw on his blog post or his blog was that uh, he showed the dad the dad bot, and he said he was going to do physio, and then he was going to start getting back into training. And he said, I forget what the time frame he said. I think it said in a week or in a few weeks, it was, his his body was going to be a complete transformation. So I, I assume he was talking about getting back into match fit shape. Um. So he's ramping up. He's getting ready. I don't know if that's an indication of okay, Europe, European season's gonna start back up, or if he's really gonna make that jump to MLS. Yeah, well, I haven't heard any rumors of any teams in Europe, uh, you know, requesting the services, and it does command a really high wages. That's why I think he would his best bet would be in the U.S. Yeah, so I'm. Uh, so I know you've been um, touting the LAFC move. John has predicted Austin FC. A lot of people, people, I, and and I was sort of surprised to hear that. But uh, I've heard more people since then, more recently, talk about Austin FC. That's mostly Austin guys, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, originally LAFC, they were, they, Chicharro was a player that they wanted. He was their first choice. Uh, they even hosted a, a Molero, and they had a big banner. Oh, yeah. So I know a lot of times what they do is that they'll keep, you know, they'll keep in contact with the player and, uh, you know, just reminding them. And they – you know, the last news I heard from L.A., team was that they got rid of one of their one of their um, designated player spots so they have an opening but I mean I, I think like if, if you're Chicharro you have to choose and, and the LA team's doing so well and, and Bella's already there and that's like one of the biggest markets it just seems like a no brainer I imagine um, Austin would have to offer him that much more money than LAFC to to woo him there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see the the, the attraction really to Austin, other than what you said, like the money. Also, because you know, do they even have a team yet? Like, do they even have players? No, they're not set to to start. I think until twenty. Shoot, I don't even know. Yeah, see, and and with LAFC, you already at least you're coming to a team that right now they're favorites to win the MLS Cup. 
So, I mean, at least he's going to be in a team where he knows that not only does he have a a teammate who he grew up with, but he knows that he's on one of the stronger teams. <clears throat> so, he, what's his status at West Ham then? I I haven't heard much. Just that doesn't seem like they're going to resign him. Um, I know that they don't want to keep paying him the wages he's earning. So there might be negotiating uh, or renegotiating his contract. But uh, we would also we should have checked when his contract expires. Um, yeah, I'm looking that up. Um, signed a three-year contract in 2017. So he's got some time still. Wait, two-year contract? A three-year contract in 2017. Okay. So he's got he's got a one more one more season to go. Um, yeah, like I've said in previous podcasts, uh, and this might be something that would never happen. I would like to see him go back to Chivas. I would like to see him still, you know, try Europe as as long as he can. And then eventually go back to Chivas. But. Well, well, I mean, I'm, I've been seeing some um, West Ham West Ham sites, and they're mm-hmm. expecting him to leave. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're they're saying that he's he's uh, you know, and so um, this is from two days ago. Chicharo said it would be easier to go. Uh, so, so the title says uh, Chichero says he's ready to leave West Ham. Okay. So he, I mean, if he can't get a good deal, he because of his contract, he he would just stay. And uh, the thing is that he's he's not a starter. He's half of his appearances with the team have been off the bench. So uh, yeah, he stated that he's searching for a new club. So yep, I could see I could see him making the move, uh, but I guess we'll find out in the. Upcoming weeks. And with this YouTube thing, I think maybe he's gonna, maybe he's going to be try to be a YouTube star. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> if it doesn't work out, yeah, he just is. make vlogs all day long with that bald head, like, his bald-headed friend. It could be like PewDiePie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cheech News. <laughs> Cheech, Cheech News. <laughs> PewDiePie. Cheech. He already painted his hair hot pink. Um, yeah, man, that guy makes a lot of money, um, just playing video games. Could you see, <laughs> could you imagine, uh, Chicharo and he makes more money playing EA FIFA on, on his, on the stream channel than yeah. actually playing? That would just yeah. be weird, man. And I bet he could, like, if, if he would be like, if he would challenge, like, Fans like Mexico fans or any other fans, 
and he would like open challenge. I bet people would watch that. He, he would have to have some good shit talking. <laughs> okay, so Chicharito has 30,000 subscribers. PewDiePie has 96 million. So he's got a, <laughs> he's got a question. He's got a bit to go. He just opened up. it two days ago, man. Uh, you yeah. know. I, I believe he can do it. I believe he can catch up. <laughs> catch up? He, he can probably get to a million. You don't even need a million to start making money. You need about... Like, he can make money now with 30000 huh? Yeah, but, uh, but uh, I think like Chicharo, he could get about half a million. If he oh, was to market it and because I didn't even I haven't heard about his blog, you know, like I haven't seen any marketing. So I mean, if if they did any promotion for it, I bet uh, he would have more people watching. Okay. But but I, I would say go play video games, and then just talk shit, and, and people will like that. Not a lot of fun video games. Because you're playing with a 12-year-old and he makes him cry. And and that video will go viral, dude. I don't know if video games is the way, is the route, though. I think he's more of, like, philosophizing or doing, like, goofy little things. Based on his first two episodes of the the vlogs. Oh, man. That's that's what I'm looking at. So it's more like, uh, this is is our life. And actually, on the one that I saw, the part that I saw on the... uh, they, They sort of did, like, a candid, like they started recording their normal day and his wife was like, not even, she didn't even take a shower. It's like, she just woke up and stuff. And she was no. like fighting with Chicharitos. Like, I don't want this to be on. And she, cause she rewatched it before they published it. And she said, I don't want, I don't like this. It makes me look bad and people are going to criticize me and all this stuff. And they were like, you know, they're trying to help her understand that it's just, uh, it, even what, if they do, you're just being, you're just being yourself. Yeah. You're just being yourself. This is natural. It's, this is like your, your like, real self. It's not, yeah. it's not, you're not, trying to act a certain type, a certain way. You should try to imagine cosas chingonas. Yeah. <laughs> Translate that to our uh, English, Australian English. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's our chicha talk. Uh, moving on. Moving on with, uh, with, with from former Chiva to now Chivas, um, Amaury Vergara. He's been named the head honcho by his dad, who decided to to leave the club. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors of him being sick. Practically put him in his deathbed. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. He uh, he's he has like said that's not true. Uh, but he hasn't really made any any like interviews. Any he used to always be on TV. So he hasn't done any any interviews, um, but I guess he he just he handed over the reins to his son, and then his son's first order of business was to sack Jose Luis Higuera. Um So Higuera's gone. He's he was he was the public enemy number one for Chiva fans, but I think uh, it wasn't all his fault, you know. He was just he's he's part of all that all of this madre that happens there. Uh, but they had a good segment on and they beat me to it because I was gonna bring this up. But they had a good segment on Fútbol Picante and they were talking about how 
the branding for Chivas has been hurting. So the, the, you know, Chivas as a product because the team, you know, they sell, they get sponsors and, and whatnot. And yeah, they, they've been, they, their numbers haven't been that good. Even, uh, even I had pointed out, well, in, in my Chiva blog, <laughs> in my Chiyarmano blog, uh, I had put a picture of, of, cause, uh, Chivas were selling their season tickets and they were almost slashed in half, you know? So, I mean, that's what happens when the team doesn't qualify to Ligia for four tournaments, four tournaments in a row. That's two straight years um, where the team has underperformed. So a lot of people aren't paying. And, and when they sell tickets, they have to sell them really cheap, which is kind of ironic because fans want the team to have top players. Well, you have to pay, you know, the ticket's going to cost more of you if you want that top player. Uh, you can't pay the $5 and, and they want him to hold on to a club with, with Pizarro and, and all these other national team caliber players. Um, but, but so the branding, the branding has been hurting and, and one thing that has obviously was hurting it was, was Higuera. And I think that was one of the main reasons why they got rid of him because um, he was just hurting the image of the club, you know, all the turmoil, all this, all this cheesemess, all this negativity was attached to him. So, I mean, and I, I, there was probably pressure from even like sponsors and whatnot to just get rid of this guy, you know? It's like, hey man, it's, it's hurting ratings, it's hurting everything. Get, get him out of here, man. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, so you get us gone, and uh, Amari said they were they're looking for a GM, exactly, and he said that, uh, but that they're in no hurry. So, um, it's it's hard to tell who it's going to be. It's pretty difficult, just because Amari is not really a football guy. Um, if you he has a page on IMBD, the Internet, uh, what is it, movie database. Where he yeah he participated, produced, uh, whatnot, different movies, including one with Guillermo del Toro, which was Pan's Labyrinth, and he was the producer for the for the Chiwa movie, and two other ones that are, I guess they were just came out in Max, um, so that that's what he was. Um, Audi, he he was a movie buff. He was trying to be in the movie game, but now he's he's with football and he's. He's gonna have to learn it, and that's that's what could affect the team, you know. Having someone that doesn't know much about soccer, if the wrong person gets to his ear, they would just influence him to do all these boneheaded mistakes. Which was, you know, um, I would say that was Jorge Vergara's big downfall. He he came in not knowing about football and whatever people he had close to him. He would, you know, make rash decisions. He would, he would bring in Grupo Kreut, and then not even a year, you know, just just uh, cancel the project, you know, and and the team would end up spending so much money just on uh, paying off contracts. Because if they sign Kreut for like what three years, four years, and he sacked him, he still owed him the, you know. 
three more years on contract. And that that's just just like for example with with Chepo, he 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 fired him. He didn't like him, like which was weird. I, I don't, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what happened. Must have been something that happened in the you know extra cancha, but he had him signed like on a three year deal, and uh, he still had the majority of his contract up when he decided to sack him. He had to pay him about over $3 million. I mean, that's just insane. So the, the, and even with Matias, you know, they didn't have to go that far back. Even Matias, they had to pay Matias money. Cause, uh, you know, they sacked him with, well, I think it was two years left in his contract. So, oh man, it's, it's just cause, just because, uh, you get us gone doesn't mean the team is any better off. Uh, at this point, I would say, I would say, just sell the team, uh, sell the team, or, or his best bet would be to surround himself with, with you know, some some people that they know about football, and they have the best interest of the club in mind. Yeah, I think a football a football genius to handle the stuff. <laughs> you don't need a genius, man. You just need or somebody you just at need least the right that, people, man. Yeah. People that care about the club, because Higuera didn't care about the club. Well, either. they didn't even have anyone that knew football. They didn't even have anyone that uh, that was no. a, a knowledgeable well, on... It was just Higuera who's... What was Higuera? Like some... He's an investment banker. Yeah, just a banker. And then you have uh, just the owner, and that's it. Like the owner, Pedrada, was in the high, uh, like uh, in the spotlight the whole time. There yeah. was no, uh, like, uh, Pelaez or somebody... Actually knowledgeable about the game. That was, yeah, that's uh, what they charge. need. Someone. They would need someone like that. But uh, so who knows, man? Who knows what will happen? Um, let's see. Let's see what whether Maori has. I know he already has won a lot of the fan base over just by kicking, kicking. Um, he get up to the curve. But I must agree with Igera, even though he he did block me on on Twitter. And and thank you, Chiquis. You you've been campaigning for him to unblock me. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know he blocked me, I would attack him early on. Because I knew he was an Americanista, so you know I'll tell him, I remind him of Mother Day, Mother's Day and whatnot. But um, you know he he was with the team for years, man, and and the team did achieve some stuff where he played a role, like him or not, in in those uh, five cups that were won. Uh, he did bring some of the players over. He did make the moves happen, even even if he paid out of his ass. But he still he brought him in. Um, but but I have to agree with what he said in this interview on Picante, which was about a day before he got sacked, where he said he was he compared himself to the to the uh, junkyard dog. He said, uh, you know, they let me loose that night to take care of the place, you know, to do the dirty work. <laughs> but when, well, but when they're gonna have a party, then they they lock me up, they tie me up, and they hide me. And he see he seemed butt hurt when he <laughs> said how when he said how like hey you you guys never saw me celebrating with the team you know lifting the cup. Yeah. And I was like I don't know I don't I didn't pay attention to that but <laughs> seems like he would have he wanted that they would have made a, a good snap or some some pretty fire Instagram pics. <laughs> Vergara did that. Vergara 
he looked oh, like a yeah. fool out there, you know, <laughs> as if he was like scoring goals and stuff, lifting up the cup uh, and getting. I think he yeah, even stood but, in line to get a medal. He got a medal. But, <laughs> participation. <laughs> hey, Bukikis, if you're the owner, dude, come on. You, you just, yeah, well, what if you only got him for the players and you like run out? If, if they only had no, them for well, the not players, in front of them, not not in front of them. But, no, but he would take a play, he would take one from the player and say, hey, "Give me one." Get, hey, get that that guy was on the bench. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he took. He, hey, the medals were counted. He took it. He he took. You know, someone didn't get one. <laughs> I was like, who didn't get any PT? Kick him in the ass. Get out of here, dude. Okay, <laughs> don't even, don't even, don't even get in line. Yeah, get to the shot. I'll, I'll send you a replica, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt you do uh, that stuff, man. Yeah, man. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting what's gonna be happening. Uh, that the Chiva novella, dude. Uh, just cause they are it, they are in a lot of pressure right now. Uh, you know, fifth missing missing Liga for a fifth. They, you know, they now they're going into Cruz Azul territory, man. The whole Cruz Azulear is going to turn into like a meme, and yeah. and, all. and it, in many cases it already is. Um, some of the stuff in social media making fun of Chivas is pretty funny, man. Even as a Chivista, I have to, I have to, you know, admit some of that stuff is lolorific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and well, you know, the the irony is uh, they. Chivas doesn't really have any like players right now that that is like a canterano, like someone that represents the club. Um, they kind of sent him away. They sent away Fierro, which was a great hope, uh, and then they sent away Macias, who's in León, and uh, the one guy that they have right now is the former Americanista Oribe, and so that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's quite interesting, but I think he's gonna do good, man. Uh, I know you don't, I know you don't, um, you don't think one player can make much of a difference, cheekies. But I believe that that Hermoso uh, will, his leadership. I think it's gonna push the club forward. I'm not saying they're gonna win, but he'll have them fighting for that coveted eighth eighth place. Yeah, I want I want to agree though. I'll agree with that. I, I like Oribe, even with, even at his age. I think just his attitude, his hustle, his uh, and then his ability to score um, is going to be a great improvement. So I'm excited yeah. to see what he can do. And, and that's why he left America because he wanted. They told him like, "Look, you're you're going to be benched." Because uh, I think even Martin wanted to leave. Martin is pretty much like in his in his. Uh, and that's that's the guy I had uh, asked for, you know, for Chivas back when he was at Cholos, but uh, and and so I think he wanted to leave because he wasn't getting playing time, and and he was like, man, just transfer leaves me. But I think they told him, you know what, chill. We had to give uh, most of his just due, but it's you know his time has come. So I think they had told him like, look, dude, you're gonna be reserved, and I think he was like, well, just let me go then. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I think she, and and as you know, we've seen other Americanistas do that. Uh, Pelayes, he went, he went from, you know, he he ended up at Chivas. 
a Esther Hermosillo. Hermosillo and um, Luis Garcia. That's three. That's three heavy duty Americanistas. Even though Hermosillo is, is mostly known for Cruz Azul, he's still, he was still at, at Coapa, man. He was, and if I'm not mistaken, and Ron's not here to confirm, he was part of uh, one of the rumbles when the teams, when the teams fought, turned into MMA match. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. I think he was involved in that fight. Um, so yeah, that's what we have, man. Uh, yes. So I guess uh, finalizing up the podcast real quick. Uh, oh, I know what, Chiquis. Just because it was so unexpected, uh, Gold Cup news, mm-hmm. Mexico will be playing Costa Rica. And, and Haiti was going to be like the most obvious uh, opponent. Yeah. But Haiti ended up beating Costa Rica and taking the group. So now um, it's Matosa's team, right? Now Matosas, yeah, he's going to have to have as the same bailar con la más fea, which is, you know, it's it's pretty good because we talked about how Mexico needed that wake-up call and a good kick in the ass because some of these games had been, like, you know, uh, easy or, or not that yeah. difficult, not that difficult for El Tri. And I think that uh, Costa Rica is going to be a team that they can't, they can't, um, I'm at a loss for words here, Chiki. Can't mess around with. Yeah, yeah, you know, not you know, cannot they take can't. seriously. Can't undermine. There's that's what I was gonna say. Underestimate. Underestimate it even better. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, so that's the team. So I think it's good for Max. Um so let's see, let's see what happens. I know Costa Rica they love facing Mexico, man. That's like you know, that's the team the when the teams like the US that most often than not, they get, you know, they start going Super Saiyan when they're going to face Max. They start powering up. Um, so that should be a really good game. And uh, I don't think any of us is going to be covering it. Well, I'm making plans on going to the semifinals if Mexico does make it there. No, I'll be there. I'll be there in, uh, in Houston. Oh, you're going to be for the for the Costa Rica match? Yep. Is John going to go, or is he working? I think he said, we'll have to double-check, but I think he's uh, he might be well, working Costa, or doing something else. Costa Rica, man, he might have to, you know, think think that one through. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a proper matchup. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask him. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the upcoming match. That's going to be uh, pretty good. I think CONCACAF uh, as a whole is a little bit, low in in its um in its quality level oh yeah yeah this time around but uh but like you said costa rica is always desirous to beat mexico and they have yeah. confidence because of previous wins big wins yeah such as the yeah, they, get, they get extra motivated yeah um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough i mean it, uh, pretty much every central american you know country does that but but just because Costa Rica's been like, you could say, the third best team, they've been that much more. I mean, they pretty much, 
had Mexico, you know, eliminated from the World Cup. It was wrestling. They had them, you know, the referee was going to do the three count. And then Sarsi appeared with yeah. like a chair Saturday, yeah. <laughs> to, to uh, knock someone Susie. out. And, and, and yeah, and, and keep Mexico in the, in the fight, you know. But is <laughs> it lucha libre? But yeah, dude. Um, they, so yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gold Cup, I, it didn't have much of my interest, but that game is going to be good, and the Panama US game should also be good. Yeah, so exciting stuff to come up, and uh, yeah, we'll, I hope to bring some videos and stuff from the uh, from Houston on Saturday. Uh, I know some other guys uh, like Tom and Naib. I might see Naib. I think he's going to be over there. He's from Houston, so it should be a good time over there on Saturday. Well, they they uh, were there. Um, those two guys you mentioned. Um, you guys listened to the to the. But they're calling it the Gold Cup Daily, the Mexican soccer show. Yeah. The yeah. last one was Tom and Naive. Naive making his, his return to the radio after his impromptu uh, retirement last year. He said, he said I quit. He was in an yeah. I quit match, and he said, I, I quit. Haiti yeah, plays Canada also. That's going to be the next matchup for the Mexico-Costa Rica winner. So I'll, I'm going to try to be there as well um, to try to get a glimpse of Yeah, and, and that game is also going to be good at High T Canada because we're talking about teams that are going to – they will potentially be in the hexagonal, and you could pretty much count these guys in. Uh, U.S., Costa Rica, uh, Mexico, Canada, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if High T – I mean, they've done it in the past. So if they – Came back, I could see them there, man. Um, especially with how bad Honduras and I should say Honduras. I don't know why I'm saying it in English. Honduras yeah. and El Salvador have looked. They look yeah. pretty terrible, man. And then Curacao, the the team that John has been promoting since last year, man. Um, and they, they, I think they qualified from their group. So that's yeah, they that's not, something uh, else. They beat Honduras, so. One yeah, zero. So, Although we lost to El Salvador, Honduras is, must be in a really bad spot because they're at the bottom of their group. El Salvador. <laughs> oh. Oh, actually, actually they, beat, they lost to uh, Honduras. So. No, Salvador should be last place because Honduras beat them 4-0. Actually, goal differential... Minus three. No, because uh, El Salvador. Oh. Let me see. Damn, it gets worse. <laughs> How bad are these teams? That's like if I take my car in because I think it's, the battery is bad and then you keep finding more problems. <laughs> Wikipedia has Honduras at the bottom. Even though they beat El Salvador 4-0. That don't make no sense. <laughs> they probably haven't updated it. Yeah, maybe. Wikipedia. Anyhow. So yeah, that should be that should be good. We got some good soccer coming up. Yeah. Tonight I think tonight closes out the group stage. Yes. Uh so yeah. 
Anything else you got to to discuss, no. or that's Alrighty. all she wrote. Okay, I will. Uh, talk to thanks everyone for listening. To, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lou was on the was on the YouTube Who? channel listening. Uh, Who? What's up, Lou? Lou. Oh, Lou El Amigis. I forgot yeah. to check in. I didn't think oh, I was going to come in Louis. to our early our yeah. early pod. But we we're podcasting tomorrow uh, with John. More yep. Gold Cup stuff, um, and I know he has he has a lot of audio because he was at the previous game and he he had he he got to interview a few players. Oh, uh, cool! So yeah, yeah so that's tomorrow. Anything. Tomorrow at same bad time, same bad channel. Yeah, so tomorrow evening, Thursday, uh, catch us, and I'll have this on iTunes and all the podcast areas um, later on today. Thanks for listening. Thanks a well. lot. Thank you, Chiefs. And we will be back with you guys later.